This is The Takeaway. I'm Tanzina Vega, and we are coming to you all this week from WLRN in Miami, Florida. Here in the Sunshine State, we have beautiful beaches, theme parks, amazing food, vibrant music, and all of those wonderful things. But the day-to-day reality for young people in the state, especially young black Floridians, is very different. Many say they're worried about gun violence. I always thought about gun violence. Um, I think it was my, when in my eighth grade year, I was 13, my dad got shot multiple times just sitting outside. So that's when I started thinking more about guns and how it affected us in the community. So I think I was 13. Same 12, 12 or 13, because in NAACP, we just didn't talk about what we're going to do to raise money to go to national convention. We talked about the gun violence. We talked about the person who actually got shot the other day. We just talked about the relevant topic. So 12 or 13, when I officially joined the NAACP, is when I actually started focusing on guns. Those were two students from Miami Norland Senior High School. Jeremiah Johnson is a sophomore and Aaliyah Blackman is a junior. The school is in the Miami Gardens neighborhood of South Florida, which has one of the highest rates of violent crime nationwide. And the children who live there feel that every day. I'm more afraid of walking down my street than I am going to school with a gun. It's less likely to get shot in a school in my city than it is going outside of the community, like going to the store or something like that. Miami Gardens is about 30 minutes south of Parkland, Florida, where a gunman killed 17 people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School earlier this year. But while Parkland has much lower rates of violent crime, Aaliyah says the tragedy brought long overdue attention to a crisis that has plagued her neighborhood for years. And unlike the students at Parkland, for Aaliyah and many of her classmates, school is the safe space. I feel like if it wasn't for the Parkland shooting, there would never have been a talk about gun violence, like ever. But there's kids out here in a black and brown community who have been thinking about gun violence for the longest. We've been talking about it for years and years and years. And all of a sudden, when a middle-class area gets shot up one time by one of their own students, now it's a problem. Now we have to talk about it. It is sad that a few students died, but then we have people dying every day in our face, our own classmates. We can't go outside past a certain time. You can't do this, you can't do that, because you're scared of dying from a gun or something like that. It kind of upsets me because it's like, you guys are not really thinking about the big picture. You guys are literally talking about one instance that happened one time. I'm pretty sure Parkland will never have another shooting. I can tell you that in my community, there will be another shooting sometime soon. What are you guys doing, if anything, to engage with preventing gun violence in your communities? Like, is that a priority for you? Are you trying to get involved in doing that? And how can you do it with the lack of attention? Well try going out to events such as town hall meetings you try to get your the publicity there you try to speak there as you can so that they hear your voice and you try doing that at other meetings so that you keep going on and going on so your voice is heard and you're speaking for the rest of your generation as right now i basically what jeremiah says communication is basically all communication if one person knows about the town hall meeting, maybe they'll bring five more friends or they bring three more. And the more people that come, the more people know about gun violence, how it's affecting our communities. So the more you learn, the more you educate, the better. I feel like we'll be better as a generation. You all feel to me like a generation that is becoming increasingly politically engaged. I mean, you have a button on your shirt that says rock the vote. Um, <laughs> I remember when that came out a long time ago, but Um, But I feel like there's a new energy in young people today and getting engaged, particularly young people of color. 
What do your parents think about where you guys are politically today? Well, my mom is really excited because I'm staying out of trouble. The organizations that I'm in, Soul Sister Leadership Collective and Dream Defenders, they keep me out of trouble. They educate me to tell me, don't be a statistic. The one thing you don't want to be is a statistic. So they tell me about how this will affect me in the future. How did you get this way? Why does it affect your friends? It's just a bunch of stuff that comes together. And my mom seeing me out trying to help other people and stop them from doing bad things or educating them, giving them a microphone or giving them some type of way, an outlet, it makes her happy to see that I'm doing something positive in my life. Same thing. I talked to my dad and my mom about it. My dad looks at me. He sees that I'm more into this stuff. Like, I do so much for my communities because I'm in the NAACP as well, youth council. Speaking to politics with other people, it actually helps me to engage myself with others. And it keeps me away from all this harm and danger around this world, trying not doing no stealing, no killing, not even putting a gun in my hand, even though I've seen it many times. So You've I, seen guns many times, yes, personally. Personally. Tell me about that. Um, I've seen, for example, like, kids brought BB guns. They brought not, they didn't bring regular guns. I've seen regular guns outside in the communities in, the, like, a sewer. I look downward, and all I see is a, I think it was a, it was a handgun, I forgot. I think it was a forty-five. And I also seen a knife with it, and I was like, wow, that's what they hid over here. Then I seen it inside around a big grass area around where I live, and I was like, okay, this is pretty, it's pretty real. So that's when I felt like the talk needed to be even, and that's when I was eight, but then when I got older, I said the talk needed to be then instead of just now, so. You were eight, and you were seeing guns in the street. Eight, nine, and it kept getting older. What does that do? Do you does that have did that have an impact on you? And yes. Well, with, when seeing the guns, it actually made me not afraid of it, but it made me just distant from it. So I wouldn't put it in my hands because as people, when they have a gun, they feel as if they got even more power with it. They feel like they're more in control with that weapon. So when I looked at it, I was like, I never want to put a gun in my hand. I used to live in Liberty City, but. Liberty is a, really not a great place to grow up in, so my parents moved out and moved me to Miami Gardens. But when I moved to Miami Gardens, as I got older, I started to realize um, guns, we have like little toy guns. Everyone has like little toy guns. But my brother once went outside with one that was black. My parents told him he couldn't go outside because it looked too real. What were they worried about what happened? It would be mistaken as a real gun. If a police come down my come down my block and think this little boy's playing with a gun, he might get gunned down at a young age. They might call DCF because they think we have guns in our house or something worse. So the threat of gun violence, I want to be clear, in your communities is not just from community members. You're also concerned about police gun violence, right? Yes. Where I used to live is like down, my dad lives here, my mom used to live here, it was down the street from each other, so we could be very close, even though they're divorced. So my mom moved, we moved, and I lived with my dad, and so that's when police was being in talks or being placed in the area. And so while this happened, I feel like a week, like not a week, a few weeks later, um, my neighbor's son got shot in the head, right, like the police car, they got the car right here, her house is right there, and so he got, he got shot in the head. And so that's when I was like, it's ridiculous. Not even a police, they're here to protect. And some, not all cops are bad cops, in my opinion. It's You got some of the best, you got great. And then you got some that just got something wrong with them. But 
just bringing in police in general in our area would not bring any peace, not any justice. I feel like police is an iffy situation. Some people think, oh, yes, add more police, that will completely solve the problem. No, it will not. Let's think of um, in school. A lot of children, we playfully say this, but some of us be really serious when we say it. School is like a prison. I don't feel like we should be thinking at age 14, 13, 17, that school is a prison. You have us locked up in these gates. You have security guards. Security guards are there to secure the premises. That's what they do. You have a couple school police around to just in case anything else pop off, they, they're there. Adding more police will make us feel like we're literally in jail. Why do you want more black and brown people feeling like they're in jail already? You should put them in an environment that's more loving and secure. Like, we already have police. We have a good amount of police, I personally feel. I feel like those police should be more attentive, like, be more focused on what they're doing. Because if you add more police to our communities, a lot of police, not all police are the same. So they have different views of different things. So if you have a couple of police that are, like, actually doing a job trying to make sure everything is safe and sound when it comes to guns, then you have those that just want to lock up people for the most pettiest thing. Those people over there, they're loitering. They got to go. The people over there jaywalking. They got to go. Some police will start going to picking people up for petty crimes instead of really thinking about the big picture. So you have a bunch of kids locked up again for petty stuff. So what is the solution? What do you guys see as the solution? I think if it's one solution, we got to start at the younger age group. Starting with the younger age group, you speaking to them about guns because a lot of children actually are now focused towards guns, in my opinion. Like, if you go into Walmart, you can see a rep. It's not, let me say a replica. It's like it looks just like a gun. I was like, wow, I see all of this on the shelves. I see now. That's when I was like, now I see where the kids are understanding and where they're looking towards because you see it all on the shelves for as toys. When they get older, they look at something in a real gun. That's why many rappers got it in their videos. And so by we talking to children and even getting children to release instead of releasing their anger using a gun we try to get a open a space closed like a space like this so where they could release their anger in a different way such as throwing glass or making something out of that glass into something beautiful some solutions like that could help children change and then it'll and try to work with adults towards that so that it could help them feel okay we have we bringing peace towards each other we just leave it right there into that beautiful piece I completely agree with Jeremiah. I feel like we need more community centers. I feel like once you get them at a young age, that's when, because, you know, children are more moldable. So you can, like, whatever they're used to seeing, that's what they're going to click on. So if you have little kids, they have a lot of little children. My little cousin, he was, like, six, telling me he want to play Call of Duty. And I was like, Call of Duty number one is rated, like, 18. Why are you playing? And I asked him, I was like, why do you want to play? He's like, I want to be in the army. I said, why do you want to be in the army? Because I want to kill people. And I was like, what do you, why do you have in your mind to kill people? Why? There's other little boys that think the same way just like him. You have these guns, like, all over the place. You have the little fake guns everywhere. You see little kids, pashoon, pashoon, like, just going around trying to, like, act like they're killing people. That's not okay. Why do we have such a image of guns? I don't understand. So I feel like we should talk to them about guns. We need to tell them how it really works, show them real statistics, show them videos, tell them stories so they'll know this is not to play with. Guns is for protection, not for playing with. Do you see, or I don't know if you guys already have, like formed any type of solidarity with victims of school shootings, if there's any common ground there to be able to do that? 
I know for Soul Sisters, we have restorative justice circles, which is a way where everyone comes in a circle to talk about the problem or we just come together and just cry it out or whatever you need. It's organizations out here that will give you a space to cry it out or talk it out or have support. That's what we're here for, to support you guys. So we seen like there's a big incident, we come together and we talk about it as a community. Aaliyah Blackman is a junior and Jeremiah Johnson is a sophomore. They both attend Miami Norland Senior High. 